Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Donnie here with the Brewmasters Club at Crowdcast Craft Brews and Geek News. I'm sitting here with Ryan and Christian from Brew. Christian, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing very well. And Ryan? Always, always great. <laughs> of course. So we, we just wanted to grab a few minutes of Christian's time here and talk about uh, this new um, growler fill station, cool little hangout called Brew. So, so Christian, you're the, the founder owner? Yeah, it's uh, my wife, Jill, and I that uh, sort of started it up and we've just been open for about six weeks. So still got our feet wet, but it's been right. good so like it's far. It's been here forever. It's only been six weeks. Six, six maybe seven. It's been under two months. Yeah. I know that much. So. Yeah. So, so in terms of, uh, first off, just give us a quick elevator pitch as to, to what exactly Brew is and how you came to, to found this or start this. Yeah, so really what, what we are here is it's, it's a growler bar, and, and basically you can come in here and have a drink, uh, but then what we really like to try and do is keep a lot of different beers on tap uh, from across the state of Florida that you typically wouldn't find at a local grocery store, uh, liquor store, things like that, focus on some of the smaller breweries or, or places that don't have a lot of uh, distribution. All local to Florida? All yeah. local to Florida, yeah. So we really focus on Florida. And then, uh, and then everything we have on tap here is available to go in a growler. So you have an opportunity to take a lot of uh, cool, unique beers that otherwise you wouldn't be able to drink in the comfort of your own home or take to a party or anything like that. The growler gives you an opportunity to, to, uh, to share it with your friends or just kind of enjoy watching a game at home. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We're actually taking 264s um, over there from, uh, from here uh, tomorrow. So thank you for that. Yeah, Don't no, absolutely. too. <laughs> yeah, we had a 32 as well. Yeah, we, uh, had, we had a lot of people today coming in for the Thanksgiving holiday, and so it's been uh, it's been very well received so far. We've been excited. Fantastic. So the name is Brew, and it's spelled interestingly. If you if you and it's audio, but but if you can see it, it's spelled with a little uh, apostrophe over the U. Why why the name Brew? So so the line itself is just has almost no uh, real significance other than it just stands out differently. But Brew is sort of a play on obviously the brewing industry right and so you kind of look at it that way craft brews breweries all that kind of stuff it sort of fits that bill but but the real catch is my last name our last name is brugal so b-r-u-g-a-l it's basically kind of more a play on that double meaning yeah so it's a double meaning in that That's sense awesome. yeah so yeah i would awesome. not have guessed that no yeah people don't realize i mean it's not like i ever say my last name generally speaking so but uh but yeah it's definitely a play on the brewing industry and then our last name as well so have you always had a passion and interest or just enjoyed drinking craft beer? Are you a home brewer? I mean, what, what made you decide to do this? No, I've, so I've only home brewed once with my brother-in-law, uh, and it, I'm not very good. So I've, jokingly for years, I always talk to buddies like, hey, it'd be really cool to open a bar and um, you know, spend a lot of time on the opposite side of the bar drinking really, you know, a lot of really good beers. Um, and then as the as the, the the industry you know as craft beer just got bigger and bigger and more accessible um, particularly in Florida and the growth they've had we thought well you know it was kind of w- once they passed the growler law two years ago we that's when it really sort of started taking 
hold, so to speak. Yeah, what was that growing well? Well, if you remember, we actually were a part of that. We, we wrote letters to uh, uh, Senator uh, Greg Stubb and, uh, and Tallahassee, and we were part of the group that petitioned for the 64-ounce growler law because before that, you could only have a 32-er, which, which is just kind of weird. So the, that's actually, you asked about our, our um, steel keg, the, the chub that we got. That's why we sold those products because we were in, we were petitioning for um, the sale of 64 ounces. So we, we bought a, a, 40, a pallet of 64 ounces and we sold them at local bars and restaurants and pubs and stuff like this where we were actually out there doing the podcast and talking about our, our business, our side. So yep, we are a big, big part of that, that movement. But um, yeah, I still... I still talk to the representative. Yeah, no, it's that. That's really the first time that the thought ever popped in my head. And then, uh, it, it, you know, my wife and I have always we've always talked about having our own business. And you know, when it first happened, it sort of came and died because I don't follow through with a lot of things. But then once Jill got behind it and started thinking about it, we really started thinking about okay, well, let's think about this from the perspective of not just the bar, but focus on the state, focus on the. The growth the, the, that we've had and, and really promote all of the breweries, um, that's really where it kind of took off and started. Well, and I think something that we talk about often, too, because, I mean, as you're well aware, 5,200 breweries in the United States, first time ever, um, really most dense population of breweries in the world. And... Um, for the first time now, we're actually seeing breweries close and people go out of business and things struggle. So I think we, we uh, uh, talk about it a lot that the key to this is going to be being creative and being different, right? And in a, in a, in a growler bar with this setup and the machines that, that you, we've talked about before are a way to do that. And I think it's a nice venue. It's a neat little area and it's a niche because nobody else does it here. Well, the, to, to comment on that, uh, though this is a craft beer bar, it they're not actually... in. In the, in the good way. They're not actually brewing their own beers, but they're bringing a lot of Florida craft beers to this one place where people can only get it in this local area of Citrus Park. So I think the success for the model is better because it's it's an outlet for people to try different beers and to get their hands on stuff that you wouldn't normally get. Like, I've never had uh, the uh, uh, Barrel of Monks before, and unless I go there... It's delicious. Their, their triple is absolutely phenomenal. But if I if I couldn't make it there, which is maybe why some craft beer breweries fail because people can't make it there. Well, distribution is it. But but doing it by big part accessibility. Yep. Accessibility. But this is why the model I think works is in a smaller community because you can get your hands on a ton of different styles of craft beer without actually being a brewery itself. I mean, that's, yeah. No, that's and it's it's funny because people always ask like, oh, well, do you brew or do you plan to brew? And aside from me not being good at it, right? Uh, it's just I never saw that in my in, in the plans for what we want to do because as, as much as we can promote the brewery, like if someone someone came in here today and said that they went over to Paradise for the first time after they had tried a Paradise beer that we had on tap, just right? Had one on tap. And so like I, when he told me that, I'm like, man, that's that's fantastic because as much as we can promote the breweries, right? Because I look at us as, you know. If breweries sure. in the state fail, sure. right, and they don't have yeah. the success, then we're not going to have any success either, right? So the more breweries there are, the more uh, the more proactive people are in wanting to try different beer and understanding the different types and everything like that. That that's only going to be better for us. And so as much as we can push people to breweries and give them that new experience, like you're not going to get like you know, you're not going to get a brewery experience here. You'll get a, a good way to turn. But you know, people travel across the state for work, personal things like that. It'd be great if someone comes in here and says, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to Boca next week. 
I got to make sure I stop in and check out Barrel of Monks, right? That's that's our big thing. You know, as much as we can promote the breweries, we can. We can yeah. try to. Well, Stewart, and you guys are a steward for, for the craft beer industry in Florida, the state, if you stick to this, these kind of rules where you sell these beers and have that kind of mantra. So I think that's great. Did, did this particular, just because we're here in Odessa, Florida, which is not exactly on everybody's radar, but um, Tampa residents certainly know it. I live in Lando Lakes. I mean, you live in Citrus Park, so I mean, we know the area. Was this particular, like Ryan mentioned, we talked about you guys a little bit ago, small space, quaint place, but it's big enough to do what you're trying to do here with your 16 taps and your, your, your growler machines. Was there, was there a thought or a logic or, or why you chose this location for this particular uh, establishment? Yeah, so it's, it's really two reasons. The first one is selfishly, uh, my family and I, we live 10 minutes away from here. So if we were going to do something, we wanted to be relatively close to, to where we live. Um, so that was one of the first things we were looking at. But the second thing was um, this particular area, like Tampa, obviously within Florida is, is you know, the uh, sort of the top top of the line. Right? I think there's like 80 breweries now uh, across 86 in, in Tampa Bay, which is, that's ridiculous. So you've got all these big pockets. Like you go to down, downtown St. Pete's, got tons of breweries, Tampa. Ebor, uh, Seminole Heights is big now, right? Even Dunedin has been blowing up with all the breweries. They got like six within a block. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but this particular area, I thought, like when we were looking at it, it's like it just seemed underserved um, from a, uh, you know, breweries that were within a couple of miles of, of, of a heavy residential neighborhood. And so that's really what appealed to us, with this heavy residential. You had a lot of families, a lot of people that potentially want to try new beer or don't have the ability to drive to, Coppertail in Ebor or, you know, Green Bench in St. Pete or Cycle down in St. Pete. You know, within here, I think there's only uh, within like seven miles radius of, of our location, you've got Timber Bay Brewing Company, which I love, and then you've got Rover in their new location, or relatively new location, which is also really good stuff. But other than that, you know, you got to go 20 minutes north to hit uh, Big Storm, 19, yeah. Escape, uh, 610 isn't too far, which is really great to check out but but that's really it so it's kind of like you know you think about man 80 plus breweries but there's pockets across all of tampa bay that that are sort of underserved from a brewery perspective so do you think that as part of that underserved area do you think we're going to see more and more at least for the tampa bay market in terms of a forecast coming around do you think it's there's still room to grow do you think that we're still just as a, as a person who's kind of in the spectrum and in the business i mean what do you think are we approaching that bubble breweries or in terms of yeah. in terms of breweries like this craft brewer kind of supporters environments i mean in this terms of, of, a, of a of a business model you think that we still got room to grow or you think tampa's kind of it's interesting i i think I still think there's probably room, to be honest. Um, you know, I think the, I don't think the consumer, uh, like the, 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 the production from, so from talking about Florida from a production standpoint, I think it's very mature now, right? There's, Tampa in particular has, like you said, 80 plus breweries. There's tons of people I know about. But I think the consumer knowledge, education, whatever you want to call it, I don't know that that's necessarily caught up to, right. to where the production is yet. And so I still think there's probably certain pockets like it's tough i'd be hard opening of a brewery would be incredibly difficult right now because of the competitive nature of everything you can't just make really good beer anymore you got to be able to differentiate yourself and unless you're opening in a place that's really underserved like you have a better chance but there's still plenty of market space like think about like uh, zephyr hills orlando lakes 
you know, you go up north like that, you know, there's tons of people moving there and people building there and all that kind of stuff. And there's only, I mean, there's probably less than 10 breweries up there. If, if there's, e if there's even hills that I know yeah. of. <laughs> you know, you got two breweries, there's two within yeah. a quarter of a mile of each other, but you know, that's so, craft life yeah. and the other one. And in the loop was, in the loop, yeah. yeah, it was kind of out of the loop, I, I feel. But. Yeah, yeah, they've had it, like, they, are they, are they actively? We don't even know. Really? I know that they had they some issues with January 1st, and that was last year, and then yeah. another year. And, but but it, it, they're still serving craft beer. They still get yeah. stuff delivered and things like that that people are used to or maybe, you know, can't get to. So they're just, they're existing. Yeah. And they have a great plot of land in the background. So yeah. and, it, and the other thing, too, like with focusing on Florida, because people always ask, oh, are you going to have other stuff? And down the road, we'll definitely look at that as an, as an option. But it's just, I don't think people realize, like the, the average consumer doesn't realize just how many places there are to drink from. And, and for, even when like a savvy beer drinker comes in here, we've had a couple of things where it's like, oh man, I've never heard of them or tried this or anything like that. And so, you know, there's, I love to try beer from everywhere and all different types well, of stuff. What I kind of like about this place too, if we're going to go out to eat or, you know, we can always go to the nice restaurant down the road, but there is a great restaurant that's been here for 25 oh, years called G Peppers. You can order their food, you can bring it here and have your own choice of beer that you want to complement your beer. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you can't you can't do that at yeah. a lot of places. Even a lot of craft beer breweries, unless you go to like Tampa Bay Brewing, which they serve their own food, you know, you have to rely on a food truck being there or somebody bringing like something, something food for from Uber Eats or something like that. But you can go right next door to G Peppers, bring your food here, and then serve your or you know get your own so craft beer and i think that's kind of just to just to kind of bring it to a close i think that's kind of like what it is you've got you've got to find the right spot the right market the right area the right people um and then you've also got to be uh, there's a degree of creativity i think that has to be in place for you to be successful and do well but but i, I love the place thank you much so much for having us christian and, and good luck to you guys and absolutely well where, where can people find you is there a website social media what are you guys what are you guys on yeah so our website is just www.brewflorida so b-r-u-f-l.com uh, and then you can find us on like uh, we have a Facebook page as well just Brew Florida and then like Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff is just at Brew Growler Okay. And you guys have events and stuff going on here, or this you're still trying to figure that out? Oh yeah, we're, I mean we're still getting our feet wet. To yep. be honest, it's brand new. We did we did our grand opening, like official grand opening, about three weeks ago. That was a great great event. Uh, once we get into the new year, we're definitely going to be looking at doing a couple of unique, cool things. Um, whether it's with hosting a couple of you know breweries and some special things on tap, doing some stuff with home brewers uh, to showcase some of their talents. Uh, we got a bunch of different ideas, but we really just you know the first two three months we wanted to really get yep. get our feet on the ground and figure out the the everyday operations of uh, you know running a bar so i'm all for the home brewers thing by the way yeah. <laughs> all right well christian thank you so much i appreciate appreciate your your time here and we'll let you go but but thank you for having us great time this was great thank you guys for coming and you're more than welcome any other we'll be time. back we'll be back we will for sure all right. <laughs> all right thank you so much you've been listening to the official podcast of the brewmasters club craft brews and geek news Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>